so I'm new to Texas and I'm discovering things about this lovely place every day. It would be very unusual for me to need someone to hold shade up if I was in the Pacific Northwest today, even if it was sunny. But it was a shock to me that it actually does get cold here. This last week, it was cold enough for me, a Pacific Northwestern girl, to have to go through all my boxes to try to find sweaters and jeans. It thrilled my heart to see an armadillo out on a walk in our neighborhood. And it took me approximately 30 seconds after walking into our local Elon store to become one of the many devotees of HEB. I thought it was all hype. It truly is not. But one thing that is very different from where we came from, and it's taking some getting used to, is getting used to the ubiquitous presence of the cockroach. <laughs> we don't have those creatures in the Pacific Northwest. Our special critters are slugs, and they move very slow, and they cannot make it inside unless they hitch a ride on something. But somehow, cockroaches are able to get everywhere all the time. They're really incredible. I've seen at least one cockroach every single day since I moved to Texas. And since I haven't killed so much as a fly since my dad died two and a half years ago, and if you want to hear that story, we can go out to coffee or something. Um, I've had to be creative about ways to get these things out of my house. So I've had some chances to observe their behavior and I've done some research. Bo finally bought me this wonderful, Bo bought me this wonderful um, gadget that grabs up bugs humanely and you can take outside of your house. So that has come in handy. Um, but I've also been able to just spend time with them, as it were. You probably know that cockroaches are nearly indestructible. They can live in arid, hot conditions, and they can survive all the way to negative 188 degrees Fahrenheit. Isn't that incredible? They can thrive in water or the desert. They can live without food for an entire month. They can live without air for 45 minutes. And they can live for hours after decapitation. Not just the bodies like chickens do, but the bodies and the heads living for hours, continuing to move after they are separated from one another. What may be less well known about cockroaches is their social structure and community. They're extremely reliant on one another and they creatively communicate. Some scientists believe that they communicate in part through the smell of the pheromones in their excrement. That's right, kids. That means cockroaches talk through their poop. How strange and cool is that? Cockroaches are one of the few insects that practice extended care of their offspring and they have a complex sharing of the care for their young within their community. They share the rearing of their babies with cockroaches who have become too old to procreate. So basically cockroach grannies and granddads play with the kids while the parent cockroaches go about other duties. The lineage of these bugs goes back uh, 320 million years. They've been around for a long time. They can be used for food, they can be used for medicine, 
They do not bite or give off poison. Their dust can irritate lungs of those with conditions like asthma, but for the most part, they are harmless and pretty fascinating. They are surprisingly fast, but one area that they falter is that they are completely unable to turn themselves over when they find themselves on their backs. Interestingly, if you watch them, once they get stuck on their backs, they stop moving pretty quickly to conserve energy. So what looks like a dead cockroach on its back quickly becomes a very fast-moving cockroach if put right side up. Perhaps you've experienced this before as I have. As disconcerting as it can be, I admire this trait in cockroaches very much. I don't know about you, but when I am stuck, I exhaust myself pretty quickly trying to do the impossible. I flail and keep trying the thing that isn't working and exhaust myself and get pretty worked up about it before I take a page out of the zen of the cockroach and just let it be. We could learn a lot from this indestructible insect. All Saints Day is a reminder of how little power we little cockroaches on our backs have and an invitation to rest, admit that weakness, and give way to the power of God. I'm not sure what could give us more existential flailing than being trapped in a mortal body with very little control during a global pandemic and a particularly polarizing election cycle that will supposedly be decided in just a few days. Here we are, helpless, on our backs. Everything seems scary right now. And the social distancing and isolation creates a particularly fertile ground for flailing and freakouts. But All Saints Day is a beautiful promise. Rest, my little cockroaches. You are children of God. The circumstances of your life cannot change that. Your flailing and anxiety and grasping for control cannot change that. The outcome of any human election cannot change that. The worst heartbreak of your life cannot change it. And not even death can touch it. You belong to God, full stop. Now, always. In God's timing, you will be turned over and put back to work. So try to conserve your energy, rest in God's power, and enjoy the view. To further this All Saints promise, our epistle this morning says that, that we, what we will be has not yet been revealed. That means that we, church, are just getting started. The vision of Revelation, I believe, gives us a little window into what we might be able to expect. It shows a beautiful and diverse community of all tribes, languages, and expressions gathered to worship and glorify God in unity. Our gospel reminds us that even when we are down and out, and we belong, that we belong to God, and that our role in transforming our communities is to make it resemble that kingdom. We 
belong to God. No striving needed, no flailing needed, no controlling needed. And God belongs to us. We mortals who are far less resilient than our insect siblings, the cockroach, will die. And if we die with our heads coming off our bodies, we will not get any extra hours. That's it. We will lose people in our lives that we think we cannot live without. Things will end that we think that we couldn't live without. We'll suffer heartbreak, setbacks. This is a part of this life. And yet we are a part of the great cloud of witnesses. Although we will die in God's promise of death and resurrection that is everywhere all the time, we know that death will give way to new life. We get to trust that and stop flailing. Just a few short weeks ago, I preached a last sermon to a beloved congregation. It was a painful goodbye. But the pain of that goodbye has allowed me to stand here before you with a beautiful future unfolding before us. This also is the pattern of death and resurrection. This also is the promise of All Saints Day, that there are deaths and new births all over, all the time. And we get to, in God's power, trust them. Two weeks before the theologian Thomas Keating died, he awoke after being in a coma, and he spoke profound truths about letting go of dogma and embracing one another with creativity and beauty. The Center for Action and Contemplation wrote this of Keating's final message. The access route to all new beginnings comes by leaning into the diminishment, stripping, and emptiness. Not by trying to distract ourselves, anesthetize ourselves, or use our spiritual toolkit to reestablish the status quo. New beginning is intrinsically disorienting and anguishing. It builds on the wreckage of what has been outgrown but not yet relinquished. As the veils are lifted and our familiar reference points dissolve, it is only on the timeless path of surrender, also known as letting go, consenting to the presence of and action of God, that we find our way through the darkness and into the new beginning. Godspeed and know that we will travel the path together. This is where we find ourselves on this All Saints Day, church. At the precipice of a new beginning. We are God's children. Nothing can take that away. We have behind us a stripping, an emptiness, an ending to what has been. And we have before us an expansive new life. What we will be has not yet been revealed, but we can take the promise of this All Saints and know that it will be diverse. It will be beautiful and it will be prophetic and it will bring God's grace to San Antonio, to our own hearts, and to the whole world. May we rest in that promise and rise in God's power. Amen. <laughs>